Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the Horseshoe for a game recap, game report. Tim May, Spencer Holbrook on the field here. Tim, I chose this spot for a reason. We'll get into it here in just a little bit. Um, but first reactions to Ohio State's win over Arkansas State, 45-12. to 12. Uh, Kind of a blowout of sorts, but didn't really feel super like a blowout, Tim. Let's get into it. It was a weird game. I mean, from Ohio State standpoint, uh, they boom, they hit some big play, and then the next time they're three and out or five and out, six and out. Boom, they hit a big play. Then seemed like the next time they're three and out five. I'm talking about offensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, the way they came out in the second half, though, just to show that there was no doubt who was going to win this game, that was pretty impressive. Just bang, bang, bang right down the field. Stuff uh, stuff uh, Arkansas State. Bang, bang, bang right down the field. Stuff Arkansas State. That's what they needed, I think, from a, from a confidence standpoint. But then again, it was just, you know, C.J. Stroud's last possession was nowhere near what his previous position, you know what I mean? And it was like just hard for this team to get some consistency going offensively, defensively. You hold a team to four field goals, you've done a good job. But like Steel Chambers was saying after the game, you know, you really want to keep them from scoring if you can. Uh, so they bent but didn't break from the standpoint of giving up a touchdown. They get, did give up four field goals, all makeable field goals, nothing, nothing uh, over the top in that regard. But. You know, 45 to 12 is the final score. It is what it is. You move on to Toledo. Yeah, it was kind of a. Clo- I mean, 30. What is that? 33 points is still a pretty impressive win. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and and you know we can talk about that as we go along here on the game, on the game recap. So I'm not picking kind anymore. Of a, though. I'm not interrupting you, but I'm not picking anymore, anything because I, I thought they'd at least cover today. I think the final, the final uh, over under was 44. Yeah, no, the final spread was 44 and a half. Yeah. You know, and there were times when it looked like they were going to get there and whatever. I just think all that stuff is elaborate, almost stupid stuff to deal with. So, well, I have a lot of fun with I'm this. I'm just going to pick Ohio State to win or lose. I have a lot of fun with this, so you'll see me continue to do that, but that's okay to each his own. I uh, didn't say you could. I thought it was a clunky game, Tim. Really. Clunky is a uh, good word. So, you have CJ Stroud throwing for 354 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, that's impressive on its face, um, but there were drives where he did not look comfortable, and the Ohio State offense looked discombobulated, disconjointed, whatever you want to say. Correct. Uh, Trayvon Henderson had a, a really nice day on the ground. Mayan Williams had a nice day on the ground, but there were times where they were stuffed on the ground on certain drives, and that led to three and outs because they got behind the chains. Uh, the story of this game offensively has to be uh, no questions asked and why we're standing on this spot right here, Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, this guy is unreal, and I know C.J. Stroud has to get him the ball, but Marvin caught a over-the-shoulder uh, go route here and ended up getting tackled. I picked this spot because it's, it's one of the spots where Marvin Harrison was tackled because he wasn't tackled very often today. I oh, I thought he, you picked it because the 18-yard line's right there and he wears oh, 18. Well, we'll just go with that then. Uh, that was as impressive of a receiving day as you're going to find. Yes. 180 some odd yards, three touchdowns from Marvin Harrison Jr. Either seven or eight catches, I can't be sure. Probably should have had a fourth touchdown, but dropped it. Um, but the throw over in that corner, Tim, 
to Marvin was like C.J. Stroud put it in like a teleport machine. It was actually in that corner in that down corner, there. Yes. Hand, it's almost like he handed the ball to him from 40 yards out. That yes. Was, that's one of the best throws that you'll see in college football this year. Uh, putting it in that that narrow window between the corner and the safety. That's what we are supposed to see from C.J. Stroud and Marvin Harrison Jr. and all these wide receivers. Not the you know disconjointedness of some of these drives. And so offensively. The story absolutely in the Buckeye Leap, which you'll read on letterman.row.com later today, the Buckeye Leap is absolutely going to Marvin Harrison Jr. He was as impressive as advertised. Uh, he was a freak, as some would call him. And you know what, though? Uh, the, we're, we're seeing a very, very, very good quarterback play at Ohio State this year in C.J. Stroud because that was a ridiculous throw. It was almost on a line. He put it where only Marvin Harrison Jr., as C.J., told me after the game, he put it only where only he could get to the ball, and it worked out. The uh, takeoff to Marvin Harrison Jr. was dead in stride. The takeoff up the seam right here uh, was dead in stride for a touchdown. Uh, the hit, hit, him going over the, over, the, over the middle on a crossing route underneath the safeties, and then outrunning everybody to the corner. On uh, a, I don't mean to interrupt him, on a route that you cannot teach. Right. I mean, that route was as crisp as possible. And right. that, that's a Hall of Fame route right there because yeah. you got a Hall of Fame teacher to him. He's got a Hall of Fame dad. Yeah. What the heck? You know, what do you expect, right? Yeah. And uh, just there were the, uh, several of these passes to Marvin Harrison Jr. were great passes and great execution by Marvin Harrison Jr. You know, he had a decent game last week against Notre Dame, but this was just like the Rose Bowl, this was a coming out party times two, in my opinion, for Marvin Harrison Jr. Now, it was against Arkansas State. Here's what you gotta say about Arkansas State. I thought they did some good things up front with their defense. Uh, they did some good things from the standpoint of trying to befuddle, that's the word I use, uh, befuddle Ohio State offensively, and uh, it was hit or miss. And that's why Ohio State's offense was hit or miss. I mean, some of the, some of the schemes they ran, et cetera, having guys in places maybe they weren't expected to be, et cetera, just muddled up the works. But C.J. Stroud, once again, and his group found a way. And that's what stands out to me. But obviously, Ryan Day, I think, left a little frustrated on, why can't they pick that lock every possession? Because that's what he wants. Yeah. He wants to pick the lock every possession. Didn't get it done today, but man, when they got it done, it was, it was spectacular. We also, before we move on to the defense, which I'm excited to talk about here, we also need to understand that Ohio State's not running that many plays. Right. And so, it's kind of weird. It's almost like they hit a big play in the next drive. They want to get into a rhythm, but things happen so quickly on the last drive that they couldn't get into a rhythm to carry that over. Yes. And so this feast or famine nature of this offense right now is almost a almost a bad thing. You don't want to say that about a 45-point performance with multiple 40-yard plays. But when you score as quickly as Ohio State did on those three-play you know, 90-yard drives, three-play 75-yard, you're not getting into any sort of rhythm. So the next time you go out there, you have a negative gain on first down, and then you have a, a you know bounce pass that doesn't get to the wide receiver, and then you have a, a you know good coverage on third down, and then you punt. Yeah. And so they're just not, not running a lot of plays, and so I think you're seeing some oddities with this offense. Obviously, it's going to get wrinkled out, or it's going to get ironed out because you know this offense can only have wrinkles for so long. It's too talented. But now let's flip over to the defense because there are so many trees on this defense that the forest didn't look as great as it could. Uh, but but I will talk about individually some performances. Mike Hall, um, we can just classify as a certified stud at this point. Uh, JT Tuimoloau, certified stud. He is, as advertised, as good as he we thought he was going to be. A couple other guys in that secondary. 
look really good. And then you just got this head scratchers, man. Like, like Tyleek Williams does not look like the same player as last year, early this season. Uh, Denzel Burke absolutely does not look like the same player uh, that we're used to seeing in that cornerback's room. So it's just a, it's a little odd on defense too, Tim, right now, just to, to try to grade out what these guys are doing. Huh. I liked, for example, I like what Mike Hall brought to the party again today. He made two huge stops in, on different different drives. And of course, he got bang, get banged up. It looked like he might have gotten popped or kicked in the head, you know, when he stayed down and then left the game and didn't come back there in the second half. <clears throat> I saw him, kept watching him on the sideline. He just kept moving, doing this, working his neck, things like that. You know, we'll, we might get an update. We might not, you know, how that goes with uh, injury situations at, at Ohio State. But, you know, Denzel Burke, when you play the corner, you're going to have some tough times. Uh, that sometimes, sometimes you're just not quite on your game one way or the other. They obviously pulled him out, you know, at one point and let him kind of get a feel for the landscape and put him back in. Uh, I thought J.K. Johnson played pretty well, you know, for example, today. Given the uh, circumstance. He yeah, given the circumstance. But, you know, the more, it's not a head scratcher because I've been on the Josh Proctor, I don't know if you call it bandwagon. But I've been promoting Josh Proctor just every chance I could for the last several years because I just think he is a happening waiting to happen. I did not expect him to start today at all. I expected Lathan Ransom, who took Josh Proctor's place after the first possession last week against Notre Dame, Lathan Ransom would get, the, would get the start and probably play a lot based on the way he played. Lo and behold, it was Josh Proctor who got the second straight start and who played most of the first, well, the first quarter and most of the second, I think, before Lathan Ransom even saw the field, at least in, in terms of that safety spot. And I thought Josh Proctor played very well today. So, you know, these guys, Perry Eliano, you know, told us all, well, told us that one time we got to talk to him. Ryan Day reiterated on Thursday when I asked about it, Josh Proctor was going to play. Neither one of them said Josh Proctor is going to start. But from now on, I think I'm going to hedge my bets on who's starting and who's not based on what they did the previous game. Obviously, they don't want to lose Josh Proctor. The mature Josh Proctor, uh, I'm writing about this, the mature Josh Proctor handled that with a plum. Maybe three years ago, he doesn't, Yeah. of what happened to him last week. But he, in my opinion, I thought he delivered and played extremely well today. Ronnie Hickman played extremely well today. Tommy Eichenberg backed up what he was doing. Steel Chambers comes through a scene and gets a big stop, you know, in that first, the, first part of the second half flurry when Ohio State took total control of the game. And uh, so that's kind of what I saw defensively. You're not always going to stop. I, mean, I think this was a decent little team that they played today. It's an in improving my team. opinion. It's an improving team. Well, improving based on what? I mean, last I know. Last year. Last year, yeah. But I, I'm just saying, I'm just, what I watched, the way that team played, they played hard, got after it, and had a pretty good plan on offense when they actually got to some plays. So it is what it is. Tim, I think the lesson learned here from this Josh Proctor situation is when Jim Knowles, and I wrote about this Thursday and into Friday in Letterman Row, when Jim Knowles says that he trusts his defense, believe him. And it's not just, you know, he trusts the defense as a whole. He trusts his guys. You need to teach Josh Proctor a lesson, uh, and he only plays five snaps last week. You trust him to put him back on the field again and prove himself again so that confidence is there so both he and Lathan Ransom are playing their best football heading into Wisconsin in a couple weeks. You, tr you trust Denzel Burke, even if he gives up a couple plays, then you pull him off to the side, you talk to him about what's going wrong, well, he's not having his best day. Well, guess what? You put him back on the field, even though it's a blowout, to make him you know, get that confidence back up. When Jim Knowles says that he trusts his players, you're seeing it play out, folks, in real time. 
You're seeing Cody Simon struggle a little bit last week against the run. What's he do this week? I thought he had a really nice day. You see Tanner McAllister, who a lot of people wondered, is he going to be on the same level talent-wise as some other guys in that safety room? Starting to come on, play to the level of the rest of the guys in that room. Everybody on this defense, you know, Zach Harrison's starting to play better. I know he doesn't have the sack stats everyone wants him to because, you know, everyone wants to compare him to Chase Young. That guy's really good against the run. I'm just, I'm just telling you. There are guys that you can see the trust being built by Jim Knowles. So they are playing confidently when they need to. And so I think that is the lesson learned here from the Josh Proctor, Lathan Ransom situation. Lathan Ransom's not going to lose that confidence at all, yeah. whether he's on the sideline or not. Josh Proctor may have if he didn't get to play a lot today, and it was important to get him on the field. Yeah. My defensive play of the game today was on that fourth and whatever it was, fourth and one. Uh, Arkansas State decides to throw the ball, and I think it was my call came clean and sacked the quarterback, uh, as opposed to sacked the running back. Sacked <laughs> the quarterback, and boom, Ohio State's off the field there. And then my offensive play of the game, it was, was definitely the Marvin Harrison Jr. catch down at the corner of the goal line, at the corner of goal line road, goal line road and sideline avenue. I mean, what a, what a great just play that just stands out as these are two difference makers on this team. Uh, and they both delivered, you know, and yeah, it was against Arkansas State. I'm, I go back to this, I think Arkansas State's better than a lot of people gave them credit for going into this game. But those same odds makers had Ohio State you know, over under whatever it was last week, uh, being outrageous against Notre Dame, they were wrong then too. So, and we saw Alabama in a dogfight with unranked Texas today at unranked Texas, uh, but pull it out in the final analysis. I'm not sure who had the more impressive win today. Well, Tim, I will tell you one thing about those. I mean, Ohio State beat an unranked one and O team too. <laughs> I will tell you one thing about the odds makers that they did get correct <laughs> is that uh, the over under on this game, the total was set at 68 and a half. Yeah. Uh, it went under, but it went under at 67, or no, at 57. Yeah. And so well, that's a it's lot. A, a little under, uh, but that's you know, a lot under. but you know, Arkansas State scores one of those touchdowns. You're talking about pushing that. So well, yeah, but if Ohio State scores again, yeah, they're yeah. not completely. Marvin Harrison uh, Jr. holds onto that flat pass at the goal line, like you talked about earlier. You know, they always to the races. They always know something, Tim, and we always try to know a little bit here on the game recap. I don't think they've uh, known that much the first couple of weeks. I'm, I'm not impressed by the odds makers <laughs> in, 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 in terms of what they've seen, uh, what they predicted for Ohio State the first couple of weeks. Let me just leave it at that. Folks, the greatest rivalry in sport is Tim May versus Las Vegas. Uh, we'll, nah. We're seeing that play out here. Uh, I Ohio love my money. I don't <laughs> throw it away. Ohio State is now 2-0 heading into a matchup with Toledo, which is going to be in prime time under the lights here at Ohio Stadium. But that's next Saturday. This was this Saturday, Ohio State 45, Arkansas State 12. Incredible performance by, I would say, C.J. Stroud, a little rocky. Incredible performance by Marvin Harrison Jr. We'll have full coverage of all of that on the offensive side, and we'll have plenty on the defensive side as well. For Tim May, I'm Spencer Holbrook. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check us out at the Letterman Lounge and Message Board. You can get the entire Letterman Row coverage uh, plan for a dollar for the entire year. That's a pretty good steal. That is to read both Tim and I's content along with Matt Parker on the recruiting side. Uh, we'll be back in here Saturday. We'll be back inside the Woody Hayes Athletic Center on Tuesday. But for Tim, I'm Spencer. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening.